2: Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, August 3rd. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, politicking continues at Mississippi's giant house party. You'll hear what a few candidates are saying ahead of the November election. Then, student survivors of the mass shooting at a Florida high school are joining Mississippi students for a town hall meeting on gun violence prevention.
3: A lot of people think that we're an anti-Second Amendment group. When at the end of the day, we're an anti-gun violence group. We want to save lives. We don't want to take away guns.
2: And find out why historians say the Emmett Till historic sign needs a federal designation to keep it safe. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Candidates for Mississippi's upcoming double-barrel Senate races are pleading their cases for office. Both of the state's U.S. Senate seats are on the ballot for the November election. All of the candidates addressed a crowd of potential voters under the Founders Square Pavilion during the Neshoba County Fair this week. The two Democratic candidates are former U.S. Representative Mike Espy and Toby Barty of Gaucher. The two Republican candidates are U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith and State Senator Chris McDaniel. Senator Hyde-Smith says despite previously being a Democrat, she has a strong conservative track record that she continues to build on.
1: You know, you get so busy and you work in the committees. I'm on the Appropriations Committee. I'm on the Agriculture Committee. I'm on the Rules Committee. And the Farm Bill was so important. We got that Farm Bill out of committee. We got it out of the Senate floor in record time. And when I went into that committee, I assure you... As us hunters say, I was loaded for bear because I knew how important that was for Mississippi. You know, I am there to protect the unborn. We just passed a veterans mission bill that was fantastic. The veterans really need our help, and you will never see me vote. For any cut against our military, or veterans, that is who I am, and that is who I am there to support. I had the opportunity to vote for the $15 billion spending cut of President Trump's because we know spending is so out of control. We have just had the opportunity to have so many good things that happen, the tax cuts. Coming from the corporate 35% tax to the 21%, folks, get that. Let me tell you about a few things. We have the best economy we've had in 15 years. We have the lowest taxes we've had in 31 years. We've repealed regulations. To be able to confirm conservative judges is so important. To repeal Obama's individual mandate, And I have been so accepted among so many wonderful members there that have been so helpful. You know, the thing that they say about me is she is half Southern Belle and she is half Street Fighter. Because I'm there for you. uh, I'm just so beyond honored. I tell them I'm here for two reasons. Jobs and to get more government out of our lives.
2: Former U.S. Congressman Mike Espy spoke on his accomplishments both in and out of office. He says he looks forward to working across the aisle to do what's right for Mississippi.
4: I'm a former congressman from Mississippi. I'm a former cabinet secretary for the nation, but from Mississippi. And I've been a member of the same Baptist church for about 35 years. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been in the Shelby County Fair many, many times, and I've heard speakers come to this podium and tell you what they hope to do. They're full of talk and promise, many of them. But I'm here to tell you this morning what I have done to help the people of America and Mississippi to move it forward, not just in the Congress and not just in the Cabinet, but in the private sector where I've been for the last 20 years. Conservatives come and talk about cutting waste and cutting fluff from the budgets. But I have done that, another thing I've done, as a freshman in 1987, I stepped up and I wrote an infrastructure and job training bill. And Ronald Reagan signed that act that I wrote into codified law. This helped build roads and bridges and jobs that we need in Mississippi. And the remnants of that bill are still in force today. So I'm standing before you today because our leaders in Washington, I believe, are really just failing all of us. Too many of them have become blinded by party loyalty, and they are just really unable to see the impact of their failures. I see divisiveness. I see chaos. And when blind party loyalty fails, we gotta understand it impacts all of us, Republicans and Democrats. So here's all I'm saying to you, that I will be an independent senator for the state of Mississippi. I'll be a senator who will work with Democrats and work with Republicans to prevent these unnecessary trade wars that lead to higher prices for consumers, lower prices for farmers, and fewer jobs for Mississippians. And I promise you, after November 6th, I will do it again.
2: State Senator Chris McDaniel took aim at both opponents during his speech. He says he's willing to challenge the establishment.
0: I have fought with you and for you, and here we are again, right, faced with a dangerous adversary. The modern Democrats in this country have shifted so far to the left, they're barely even recognizable. They claim to fight for you, the regular average citizen, but they want to raise your taxes on everything from gasoline to Coca-Cola. And they claim to be moderate. Mr. Espy, I'm sure you're here somewhere. You claim to be moderate. You claim to be sensible, but you campaign with Cory Booker. We stand here to restore the party of Reagan for conservatives. Now, the establishment's going to come here later, and they're going to unify to tell you that everything's okay in Washington, D.C. You see, they'll all fight to protect each other, but they won't fight to protect you. I'll tell you one thing. Donald Trump is a fine president. He needs fighters, not just those trying to ride his coattails to Washington, D.C. State
2: Senator McDaniel says he is the only conservative in the race.
0: I'm the only Republican in the race. I'm the only conservative in the race. My record speaks to that. Uh, Cindy spent her entire life lobbying for uh, pharmaceutical companies and health care companies to backed Obamacare. She voted for Hillary Clinton. She spent three terms in the state senate as a Democrat. I am not a Democrat. Mr. Espy, Miss uh, Smith, they're Democrats. I'm a conservative. When the people hear that message, when they understand that conservatism is alive and well in the state, of the Reagan mold, then they're going to come home and we're going
2: to win this race. McDaniel says Republicans can save the country.
0: My fellow Mississippians, I want you to know that I have always had the highest respect for you, all of you, for your common sense, for your intelligence, for your decency. I have always believed in you and what you can attempt and accomplish for yourselves and for others. I still believe in hope. I still believe in Ronald Reagan's dream for this country. I still believe in conservatism, and I still believe the Republican Party can save this country if given the opportunity.
2: Candidate Toby Barty spoke at the fair on Wednesday. In the race for the other Senate seat, Mississippi Republican Senator Roger Wicker is telling voters why he wants to see a third term in office. During his unexpected Neshoba County Fair speech, he pointed out differences between his opponent, Democratic State Senator David Beria, and himself.
5: This election is important this year, and this election this year is not complicated. It involves a stark difference between two approaches. On the day this country inaugurated Donald J. Trump as President of the United States, January 2017, this Congress, this House of Representatives, and this Senate set about lifting burdens on job creators. And I want to keep doing that. We started doing it from day one, January 20th, 2017. I want to continue lifting the burden off job creators. We passed historic tax cuts. And this election this year, this election for senator, these elections are going to decide whether we build on those tax cuts or whether we put Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in charge to start reversing those. It's that stark of a choice.
2: Senator Wicker also laid out what he has been working on in Washington, including changes to current legislation.
5: In addition in that bill, we repealed the Obamacare individual mandate. That's been signed into law by Donald Trump, and I was part of that and proud to be part of it. We're drilling in Alaska now. We're finally drilling in Anwar making America energy independent. And this election, this year, is going to decide whether we build on that or whether we go back to dependence on foreign oil. We have confirmed 24 conservative federal appeals court judges, including one yesterday, and this election is going to decide whether we continue to put constitutional conservatives on the courts or whether we turn back. We've confirmed Judge Neil Gorsuch on the Supreme Court and I'm proud to be part of that. And we're going we to vote to confirm Judge Brett Kavanaugh. So what have been the results of what we've done? Well, more Americans are working now than have ever been working in the history of our country. That's the result. Unemployment is at an all-time low. Black unemployment is at an all-time low. Hispanic American unemployment is at an all-time low. And we've got a choice in November of whether to build on these accomplishments or whether to take another direction. If we put Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in charge of the Congress— And that's what the result would be if the Democrats win. All of these accomplishments would be at risk. So that's the choice we have. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been the honor of my life to represent the great people of Mississippi in the United States Senate. I stand before you today running on my record a conservative, result-oriented Public servant for Mississippi, I humbly ask for your vote for another six-year term. Thank you, and God bless you all.
2: Democratic State Senator David Beria says it's time for new leadership to improve Mississippi. He says he's willing to go toe-to-toe on what makes him better for the Senate seat.
6: When it comes to good stuff, we're always last. When it comes to the bad stuff, we're always first. Folks, I'm tired of Mississippi being at the bottom. My opponent, Roger Wicker, has been sitting in Congress for 24 years. When Roger went up there, Mississippi was sitting at the bottom. And 24 years later, things are exactly the same here. Roger Wicker and I have some real differences of opinion, and y'all going to have a real choice in November. That's why I asked Roger to debate me in every congressional district in this state. I sent the letter on June 28th, the day after I won the runoff. And guess what? All I've heard is crickets no reply whatsoever. So since you won't debate me and voters don't get to hear us side by side talking about issues important to you and to our state, then I got to tell you this. In the Mississippi, I know if a man isn't willing to stand toe to toe and defend his beliefs, then he does not deserve your vote.
2: Senator Barrius says he'll stand up for Mississippians.
6: Since my first day in the legislature, I've resisted labels. I've never let party get in the way of a good idea. And I don't let anybody pigeonhole me. What I've done is, is to stand up. To stand up for what's best for the working men and women in this state. The people who live paycheck to paycheck. Roger Wicker went to Washington to protect the big money corporate interest that I've been fighting against. For 24 years, he's voted just like Mitch McConnell and the lobbyists have told him. Look, folks, I'm going to Washington for one reason. To fight... For you. And I don't care what party you belong to, if you live in Mississippi, I'm on your team. Now, some people will tell you this Senate race is a foregone conclusion. Don't believe them. I'm here to tell you that's not true. You want to know why? Because Mississippi is a football state. Let me ask you this whether you root for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, or some other team, if your team had finished last, And for 24 years, finished in last place. Would you keep your coach? I don't believe so. Well, Roger Wicker's been sitting in Congress for 24 years. And all 24 of those years, we've been in last place in Mississippi. Folks, it's time to fire the coach. And I'm asking you to get off the bench and join me. And help me start pulling our state out of 50th place. It's way past time. The truth is... Everybody here knows that we're long overdue for change in Mississippi. We need somebody who will stand up to the McConnells and the Schumers and the Pelosi's in Washington. Mississippi needs somebody who's not afraid of the president, who will stand with him when he does what's right, but who will stand up to him when he does what's wrong, no matter who's in the White House. Above all, Mississippi needs somebody who will first and foremost represent Mississippians. If you send me to Washington as your next United States Senator, that's exactly what I'll do.
2: Barrios says he has overcome hard times and become a fearless leader.
6: Look, I know the tough problems don't have simple solutions. If they did, they'd already been solved. But to solve a problem, you have to face the problem. And I can face the problem, folks, because there's nothing out there that's worse than what I've already faced. I have no fear. I will always stand up for the working people of this state. I'll stand up for you even if you don't vote for me. I want to go to Washington and fight for everyday Mississippians. If you want that kind of senator, if you feel that that's what you deserve out of your United States senator, then on November 6th, go into that polling place, pick up that ballot, and vote for David Beria.
2: The election for Mississippi's U.S. Senate is November 6th. Republican Governor Phil Bryant spoke last at the Neshoba County Fair upholding that tradition. He says the state is in a good position and the ongoing possibility of a special session to address the state's infrastructure.
7: I'm very proud of the work that we've been able to do in the state of Mississippi. Ladies and gentlemen, the future ain't what it used to be in Mississippi. The future is bright and beautiful. It's going to be managed by Republicans who have now tried to turn around 150 years of failed policy by the Democratic Party, and we're moving ahead with one of the greatest presidents the United States has ever seen. You're going to see growth in the economy. We're going to put more people to work. We're going to bring in more tax revenue, and if we can do it at all, we're going to help cut your taxes. We have to call, if we call a special session, if I do, if we get an agreement, we're going to make sure we get out and fix roads and bridges. I've got a plan to be able to do that without raising your taxes. I know some people don't like that. They want your taxes to go up. That's not why I got elected. We got elected to solve problems without taking more money out of your pocket. Now, my Democrat friends and even some of my Republicans have a good idea. They say they've got the money to take care of infrastructure. It just happens to be in your pocket, and they'd like to come get it. I understand the challenges of it, and that's why we'll have a plan going into the future very soon.
2: Governor Bryant says officials are continuing to work behind the scenes toward an agreement. He says the session has yet to move forward due to some differences on funding sources and allocation.
7: I think there's some discussion about the BP money, uh, and, and I get that. There's a portion of the legislature would like uh, um, much of that to go throughout the state. I believe most of it needs to go to the Gulf Coast. Uh, there is some discussion about how much of the money would go to uh, cities and counties. I think we need to share as much as we can. We've already put $50 million into roads and bridges. So uh, does that mean there's a matching? So those are the small details that we're really in the process of working out. But from the overall standpoint, I think most people are ready to go, and, uh, and let's get this done. And look, I like MDOT. There's a lot of good people over there. But we've got to determine what a bridge really costs. Uh, We've got $50 million in bond money that we've already put in the State Aid Road Program. It had $15 million in it then. Counties were not even applying for the $15 million. And the state of Mississippi doesn't own county bridges. and Mississippi Department of Transportation doesn't even have control over being able to close them. They belong to the counties. Now They were built, many of them, in the 1950s during the Eisenhower administration. They're wood structures. They should have been replaced 20 years ago, but we're going to get them fixed. It's going to take some money to do it. And I think a portion of the, I think, $225 million that we're going to be able to raise during the special session, if it goes well, uh, should go to help repair those
2: bridges. The Neshoba County Fair ends today. Coming up, student survivors of the mass shooting at a Florida high school are joining Mississippi students for a town hall meeting on gun violence prevention. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation, committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at woodwardhines.org. If you miss anything on MPB Think Radio, you can always stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our
8: MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission.
2: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Student survivors of a mass shooting at a Florida high school are in Mississippi to talk about gun violence prevention. MPB's Desiree Fraser reports.
8: Alex Wynn doesn't like to talk about what happened February 14th. That's the day Nicholas Cruz walked into Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland and killed 17 people with a semi-automatic rifle. The 17-year-old senior is putting his energy into traveling across the South with 18 classmates to raise awareness about gun violence. They call the project March for Our Lives, Road to Change.
3: We're trying to just change the conversation. We feel that one of the reasons that people may not agree with us is just misinformation. A lot of people think that we're an anti-Second Amendment group when at the end of the day we're an anti-gun violence group. We want to save lives. We don't want to take away guns.
8: Mississippi students joined them for a rally in town hall. Meeting in Jackson. The Florida students' objectives include universal comprehensive background checks, a ban on semi automatic assault rifles, and funds to research the gun violence epidemic in America. According to the Jackson Police Department, there have been 57 gun related deaths so far this year. Clay Morris, a senior at St. Andrews Episcopal School in Jackson.
0: Mass shootings are only 1% of all gun related deaths that America has. So when we see the communities not being able to access, help or not being able to stop things like gun violence so that it affects them in other ways like how kids are performing at school, how the school system is as a whole, how families are broken apart.
8: 18-year-old Olivia Bailey, a high school student at Madison Central High School, is here with Moms Demand Action to speak out against gun violence.
1: I know that in my community, even though gun violence isn't as prevalent, I know that it can happen.
8: The Parkland, Florida students head to Louisiana next. Desiree Frazier. MPB News.
2: In other news, 35 days after its dedication, the Emmett Till historic marker in Money, Mississippi has been found vandalized with bullets. It's the third time the sign has been vandalized, according to the University of Kansas professor Dave Tell. The Justice Department recently announced that Till's case is being reopened. The sign commemorates where Till's body was found after his murder. Patrick Weems is co-founder of the Emmett Till Interpretive Center in Sumner. He tells MPB's Alexandra Watts the sign could be better protected with a National Park Service designation.
3: It is expensive to replace these. Uh, fortunately, we, we we've already reached out to a sign maker, um, and they have agreed to make a new sign, a more sturdy sign, uh, for free. And so uh, we'll be replacing it as soon as we get the new sign. Um, and then we'll we'll hope that our local officials do due diligence and and in, uh, in finding whoever did this. Um, and then I, and I think. You know, we, we really hope that uh, currently there's a National Park Service study happening um, to study sites related to Emmett Till to be included in the National Park Service. And one way to alleviate some of this vandalism is, is for the National Park Service to take over these sites um, so that we can um, have them federally protected.
8: And what would the protection look like on a national level? Would it be increased security or what's different?
3: Uh, a couple of things would be different. One would just be the resources right i mean we're we're one of the poorest counties in Mississippi, uh, which makes us one of the poorest count- the counties in the country, and so just having the federal resources to to make sure that the sites are protected uh, but also if it's a if it's a federally owned sign or site uh, it, the FBI could get involved and so um, that would be one of the, the the good things about it being included in part of the National Park Service
8: and with Emmett Till recently in the news and now with the sign being vandalized. How can this be used as a teaching moment for younger kids?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it's a teaching moment to to show that that this history is still relevant, right, that there's still people that want to take these sites down um, and and how our our history is contested and then why it's so important for us as a collective community and uh, state uh, to say that this is important. And and if if you feel that it's important, you, you need to call your elected officials and tell them, you know, that, that that these sites should be protected. Um, you know, you should call your congressmen and congresswomen uh, and let them know that uh, that these sites should be included in National Park Service. And, and I think if we have that type of commitment, you know, these sites will be protected.
2: Emmett Till, Interpretive Center founder Patrick Weems with our Alexandra Watts. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's the Gestalt Gardener. At 10, it's Next Stop Mississippi. And at 11 o'clock, stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB Public Media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Monday morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the
8: Woodward Hines Education Foundation, committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at Hines.